0: at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye. There were two more murders, 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Some murders can leave lasting impressions in the hearts of a whole community. On August 19th, 1992, a young girl disappeared off of her school bus and was never seen again. And to this day... Those who searched for her remained touched by her senseless and brutal murder. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On August 19, 1992, nine-year-old Ebony Simpson of Bargo, New South Wales, Australia, got off her bus after a long day at school. She was the only one to get off at her stop, which wasn't out of the ordinary, and had every intention of seeing her mother waiting for her so they could walk home together like always. But on this particular day, her mother had gotten busy with one thing or another, and instead arranged for Ebony's older brother to meet with her at the stop and walk her home. Now, her brother's bus stopped at the same location, but for some reason, it was running a bit late. So Ebony decided to walk home on her own. After all, it wasn't a long walk, about a quarter of a mile away, and she knew it very well. But Ebony Simpson never made it home that night. Once the police were called, they immediately suspected that the young girl had been abducted, with suspicion falling on a man who was seen working on his Mazda 808 near where her bus had let her off. So, as police worked with that bit of information, the community did what they could to try and speed up the process, as more than 100 people, including police, firemen, state emergency service members, and community volunteers began looking in the surrounding areas for any clues as to where this kidnapper may have taken her. Bargo was a safe community with a tiny population of about 3,000 people at the time, people who never locked their doors and who felt safe letting their children play outside without a care in the world. In fact, with Australia as a whole having so few murders, the whole continent found themselves worried for this little girl as if she was a member of their community. Everyone was shocked that a little girl could simply be snatched off the sidewalk in broad daylight and disappear off the face of the earth. Fortunately, this shock turned into horror when, just a few days later on August 21st, the brutalized body of Ebony Simpson was found in a dam at a local wildlife sanctuary not far from where she lived. Her body, young and once filled with life, and the man who led police to her final resting place, told the following story. As Ebony walked home the afternoon of the 18th and passed that Mazda, she and the man working on the car locked eyes for the briefest moment before Ebony continued making her way home. He was a stranger to her, and as a child of the 90s, she was taught that strangers equaled danger and should be avoided at all costs. So she did exactly what she was told, kept her head down and kept her feet moving. But her feet couldn't outmaneuver the grown man who leapt out from behind the car, grabbed her and threw her into the trunk. The man who then drove her towards a dam a little over four miles away from her bus stop, dragged her out of the trunk, tore at her clothes while binding her small hands with speaker wire and raped her as she cried out for her mother. He then took her backpack and filled it with rocks. He placed the bag securely on her body, a body that was tr- trying to fight him with all her might, and threw her into the water, driving away as if nothing happened and going back home to his family. When the news of her disappearance made its way to the rest of the community, 29 year old Andrew Garforth's de facto wife insisted that he join the search for the missing girl. Having no idea that this father of two knew exactly where Ebony was, and that she was absolutely never making it back home. The thing was, with such a good description of the car and a pretty decent one of the driver, police had high hopes that Ebony's abductor would be found sooner rather than later. The car was spotted on the 21st, and behind the wheel was Andrew Garforth, who instantly confessed to abducting Ebony and led police to the location where he disposed of her body, saying, When I left her, she was trying to get back to the bank. I believe she could have possibly drowned or maybe made it to the bank. Later that same day, the day he was arrested and Ebony's body was found, hands and feet still bound, a remorseless Andrew Garforth was charged with her murder, to which he pled guilty and was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. His file was marked as, quote, never to be released, and he was carted off to prison to serve the harshest sentence available in Australia." While behind bars, Andrew Garforth was attacked while exercising in a locked yard where he was supposed to be alone. He was placed in protective custody, but was attacked a second time the following year. While behind bars, Andrew had made attempts to appeal his sentence, which have all been shot down, and in 1995, lodged several claims for victim's compensation relating to his assaults. The claims were withdrawn after public outrage. In 2015, his prisoner status was downgraded, allowing him access to prison employment and rehabilitation courses. But the decision was immediately reversed by the Minister of Corrections. Andrew Garforth remains a suspect in the unsolved 1979 murder of Felicia Marie Wilson, who was found naked, slashed, and bludgeoned to death after her walk home. The investigation is ongoing, but Andrew did live in the area at the time of her murder. He would have been 16 years old at the time. In the aftermath of her murder, Ebony's parents, Christine and Peter, have joined forces with the parents of Anita Cobby to create the Homicide Victims Support Group to help others who were placed in the same horrific position that they were and have helped hundreds of families through the worst moments of their lives. And in 1996, New South Wales opened Ebony House, a place where families of victims can stay,